He was born October 28th, 1937 in Brooklyn, New York. Most basketball players, bruh, they play half day life to get a chance to play up in the NBA. I ain't gassing nothing when I tell y'all Lenny Wilkins only had to play half a year. Half a year. And parlayed that to a scholarship. They was on this man back his whole high school, middle school career, whatever. And it wasn't until his senior season when he played one season in high school and started busting ass off the rip. Yeah, that's, that, that, that story was crazy to me. He just picked up the ball and you got a scholarship off the break. And then he parlayed that four years later into him being the sixth pick in the draft in 1960 by the Atlanta Hawks. Now, 1960, his birthday is when 1937. Y'all can see I'm going, I'm going deep, deep back into history, but rock with me because what I found interesting about his early career is his first contract, they was giving out the Johnson one-year samples, but his first contract was only $8,000. But his first contract was eight racks, y'all. It was $8,000 clean money, green money, right? So he was in ROTC. They say he still had his links to ROTC um, and that forced him to have um, a military stay. Like he had, he had a, um, like a tour of duty basically for a year and a half where he had to go into a military base. And of course he was missing the NBA in that in that span, but he never forgot the fact that in his first season, he went to the NBA finals, straight to the finals as a rookie. So when he came back to negotiate in what, 63, he say, I want 16 racks. I need at least double what I got my first year. They went back and forth here on the phone with people. They like, oh yeah, I don't know if we could do it. I don't know if we could do it. He stood. He was like, hey, if y'all ain't got the 16, I'm straight then. They came back like, oh, okay, well, I, I mean, we checked our pockets now and uh, we, we scraped up a little extra change and, and we got 16 for you, Lenny. That, that was crazy. Not crazy to me, but that was, that was fire. That was dope to me. That was wild to me just because... Certain things trickle down, like a lot of what happens in society trickles down. So it's like Lenny Wilkins in 63 was like, yo, I might sit out the season for this 16 mil. And we got players like Le'Veon Bell in the NFL, for example, who sat out a year trying to get a long-term contract. You got players holding out in the NFL, players holding out and trying to get their bread. But it was always about this. When you know you the man, when you know your worth, when you know you the woman, where the, in any field that you win, you get your bread. Don't, don't let nobody else tell you nothing. And don't let them tell you that just because you want your bread that you don't want to win. Because that's, that's a flat out lie. And I tell that to anybody who need to hear that. But back to my man Lenny Wilkins, I love when, you know, the, the players give me a good side story to, to branch off on. Let me get back to our best Lenny Wilkins, though. Because he was the perfect 
point guard in my estimation. That's how he got that 16 mil. At 6'1", 180 pounds, he was the perfect point guard, Jai. He really only put his speed on when he had to, when he was in a crowd, when it was the last second, when people ain't expected. He was real hesitation-style-based where he was letting the offense flow. He was letting the offense develop, and he would take his tough shots only when the shot clock was getting low and the team needed a bucket, you know what I'm saying? But... He also knew who the best player on the team was at all times. And in his first run, it was Bob Pettit. I know that name from talking basketball. Grandpa, one of the first great big men in the NBA. He said, I knew who Bob Pettit was, so I was going to keep him happy. And that's that's a great point, God. To me, he remind me, if, if I could do a... a Today's comparison, he will remind me of Mike Conley, the point guard from the Utah Jazz. And no, I'm not talking about Coach D, even though he do look like Coach D on the line. I'm not talking about you, Coach D. It's Mike Conley, who averaged uh, 16, 7, and 5 for his career. That's uh, Lenny Wilkins' averages. And that just shows you how he was all over the court and how he did what he needed to do when he needed to do it. He was such a leader that when the Seattle Supersonics fired their head coach when he was on Seattle, they asked him to be a player coach. So Lenny sat back, you know, Lenny, he like, oh, well, I might I might need a little, little extra bread up in that car, try a little, little extra dough on top. I might need y'all to stack that up high. They're like, okay, yeah, we can do that. So like, all right, I coach y'all. So he coaching and playing at the same time, which is some shit that just boggled my mind anytime I ever hear a story like that. But at the same time, he was doing this thing, and that segued him straight into the end of his career, into a post-career. You know what I'm saying? Because he was coaching Portland after Seattle, and then one year with Portland before he retired, one year with Portland after he retired. Then he came right back to Seattle. He like, all right, now I'm focused, y'all. I'm ready to go. It ain't nothing extra on my plate. And guess what? Made a little change in the starting lineup. Put Freddie Brown on the bench. Started our man Dennis Johnson that we did a couple weeks ago on the show. And that led straight to a chip, y'all. In the late 70s, Dennis Johnson and Lenny Wilkins won a chip together. Shout out to the Seattle Supersonics on that. And on this day... March 15th, 1992, Lenny Wilkins got win number 800 as a coach, y'all. 800 wins, run him up. He wasn't done, though. He couldn't be done. After 35 years in the NBA, he ended with 1,332 wins, the most in history when he retired. Hall of Famer in 2006. He coached in four All-Star games. He played in nine All-Star games. And he was the MVP of that game in 1971. And he was one of the MVPs in NBA history. One of the underrated ones that I love to give a Black History shout-out to.